tonight. Tonight. On Rogue Padron. Oh, I'm you're Rogue Padron. Yeah. Okay. Tonight. On Rogue Padron. Oh, bye, Seth. Bye, Seth. <laughs> A solid six good hours of vacation. The kids are no longer kidnapped. The worst, iter- <laughs> the worst iteration of the TARDIS, and someone maybe should tell Wedge about Relo. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six standing by. Rogue Seven standing by. Rogue Nine standing by. listeners welcome to season 15 mission 6 episode 129 of rogue pattern tonight we'll be finishing the crystal star chapters 11 through the end but first a quick reminder of your hosts as soon as i get my little host notebook out got your it. host book host book it's like a death note but weirdly <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're almost to the end of your host notebook. I am. Is it time for a new host notebook? I have so many small notebooks. I don't need a new one. <laughs> Cheers to that. <clears throat> Someday people are going to auction off that notebook and make millions of dollars for like a charity for like people with bone disease. Jenny, are you saying that Rogue Potter is going to become like world famous one day? Yeah, long after we're dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> Although, I was like, wait, why Not appreciated in our time. to me? They'll probably have to dig up Meg's grave and pry it out of her cold, dead hand if they want to, like, get it. But That's how you're getting my notebooks they... after I die. Exactly. It's getting burned with me. I'm running specific instructions that everything I've ever written in a notebook gets burned after I die. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in a fire. I'm just burning it before I die because there's no guarantee unless you do. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. So if Seth Rogue Seven <laughs> was an Easter candy, she'd be Cadbury cream eggs because she's extra sweet and so addicting that people try to stockpile them all year long. Wait, do you not sell them all year long? No. No. It's an Easter candy. Ah, uh, we have them all year round. I don't like them, but You like, can literally yeah. exist them any time of the year and they're great. I love no, you so have much. to like stockpile them and then you freeze them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we could just go down to the supermarket and just buy them whenever we want. This comparison also works because I can't decide if I'm intrigued or repulsed by Cadbury cream eggs. I love them so much. I ate too many as a child and I can no longer be around. Like, I can't even look at them. Oh, they they grow. Wow. can't even look Meg at me. Meg met an egg that she can't stand. It's because I had too many. It's oh, okay because no. Seth loves the eggs. So many eggs. And then I was like, oh, too many eggs. It's because I had the opposite thing. I wasn't allowed them growing up. So now whenever I get one, I'm like, yes. Oh, forbidden. No. Forbidden, forbidden like, egg. Forbidden, forbidden eggs. eggs. Whenever they're like 50 cents at Countdown, I'm just like, hell yeah. Stocking up on those. Oh, oh my God. Not for like the rest of the year, just for like me eating in one day. Right. You don't have to do that. Mm. Okay. Stocking well, up, meaning you eat like 12 a day. <laughs> no, that's Kit Kat. Ash, Rogue Nine, would be Peeps, because although some people might not appreciate her, she's still wonderful, sparkly, sugar-coated, pure goodness. Aww. See, Peeps are one thing we don't have here, and I'm very sad I about love that. Peeps. Just like Ash not being here also. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Danny, 
Rogue Six would be jelly beans. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of jelly beans? Starburst jelly beans. Thank you. (laughs) Because they have many flavors and they are so unique that they can't be replicated even by the professionals at the Bon Appetit test kitchens. Oh, God, don't even remind me of that episode. It's such an upsetting episode. It's a horrifying episode. (laughs) Because she can't make the jelly beans because jelly beans are just too magical that, like, you can't recreate them at home. Right. My only, favorite thing about that episode only is a that, magical like, rabbit can poop out jelly beans. Yeah. Though. Later that week, later that week, they put up like a nice episode that they recorded ages ago just to make everyone feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I don't uh, know what we're talking about. Oh, Bon Appetit has like a you test kitchen know? YouTube, and it's amazing. You should watch it, Danny. Oh, this is a YouTube channel. Okay. It's I was about fine. to say, do you not know about the Bon Appetit test kitchen? Oh my god, Claire's. She makes, uh, she gourmet makes, and she basically takes, like, snack foods and makes them as a gourmet pastry chef, and it's amazing. She's so cool. Also, there's a guy called Brad, and he's my future husband. Brad's good. He, he, uh, ferments oh, things. Oh, Tov. Thank you. Thank you. He may already he, be married, but it's fine. He, <laughs> he, Throg 3, who's on paternity leave, would be the Reese's eggs with the Reese's pieces mm-hmm. inside, because damn girl, that's a lot, but like in a good way. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't even know this existed, but I won't. They're new this Easter. They're yeah. new this the Easter. The new thing this year is putting Reese's pieces into pre-existing Reese's yeah. peanut butter cups, and yeah. it's wonderful. Oh it's my god. Oh, now I just want, I want them to start putting Reese's pieces into Kit Kats. That would be good. Ooh. Wait, can you, like, stockpile these eggs so that I can have them when I come visit? Yeah, I one, can try to do that. One, like, unfortunate side effect of diabetes is now that I would, would, now when I even think about sugar, I just get so grossed out. And the idea of Reese's Pieces inside a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup just makes me, like, physically ill. That <laughs> Damn, makes girl, me that's so a lot. sad. Deep in my heart. Oh, my God. <laughs> that makes me so sad. Oh, man. <laughs> Seth, you have to bring Tim Tam so we can Tim Tam slam. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'll bring you okay. whatever like new limited edition Tim Tams I've cool. got. And I'll also bring you some good New Zealand Kit Kats, obviously. Perfect. And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I would be a hollow dark chocolate bunny from a fancy boutique um, chocolate cho- chocolate plate. I don't know what I'm going for that. Fancy <laughs> boutique because I'm a bun with the right amount of sweetness and very easy to break into pieces. <laughs> wow. Okay, I will say though, those like those lint hollow chocolate bunnies are like my yeah. favorite thing every year and easter i will fork out for like one and so make that makes sense because i love them as much as i love you actually less than i love you but i still I was like wow <laughs> no, you're like right up there with chocolate man i mean ooh, that was pretty good that was pretty great um well speaking about being broken i have a question about star wars <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> that sounds about right um as if we didn't think that the Tross hot take cycle was bad enough, we've now oh. reached Tross hot takes about the novelization that hasn't been released yet. <laughs> yeah, it's great, I hate isn't this it? Fandom. <laughs> One such hot take suggests that Palpatine's son, Ray's father, is a clone of Palpatine. Uh, let me clarify: a failed clone of Palpatine. So I- my question is. Why does Palpatine think that the good-looking clone is the failed clone, and the clone that we saw in Tross was the successful clone? Wait, did okay, Danny, this? did you read my tweets last night, like 2 a.m. or something? Uh, is it creepy if I say yes? No, it's not, because it wasn't 2 a.m. for you. Oh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> so you did? 
Um, I don't know. I I saw the piece about this a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Um, I actually tweeted about this last night. Okay. At 2 a.m. when I like couldn't sleep. Actually, I say 2 a.m. It was midnight, but it's basically 2 a.m. for me when I have to wake up at 5 a.m. Um, right. <laughs> do, should we do a dramatic reading of Saf's tweets? Uh, hang on, let me just find them and I can do that. I can do exactly that. Oh, you want to play the role of Saf? Oh, I can play the role of Saf, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely play the role of Saf. I'll put on a voice and everything. Ray's dad being a clone is stupid, but on the other hand, a clone being like, fuck you, dad, I'm in love and I'm good, is a concept I can get behind. This baby clone learning about Captain Rex and being inspired. Really, though, isn't his body all fucked up in trust because his soul is in it? You can't clone a soul, and by all accounts, he was a handsome guy in his heyday. Jay, shut up. His own clone giving him the biggest <laughs> fuck you ever. Hell yeah. Those are my tweets at midnight when I had to wake up at 5 a.m. Wow, your staff <laughs> impression is really good. It's Thank you. I've been practicing. Good. So those are my thoughts, is that uh, I find it very funny that Palpatine's own clone was like, fuck you, dad. Um, I found a hot girl and I'm good now. Because um, <laughs> honestly, that's even like more of a big fuck you to Palpatine than uh, his own son deciding to do that. It's like a version of himself. But also, I do feel like the body we do see in Tross does contain a soul, which is why it's so fucked up. Because basically, I, I think like him becoming a shitty Sith made him all fucked the up. The one thing that Palpatine could never obtain in life. A soul? No, uh, a hot girl sidekick. Oh, yeah. I mean, the beast he got was a uh, Isa, and I wouldn't Sly more. Sly more. <laughs> I forgot about Sly more. I was trying more. to. I was trying to tell my nephew her name the other day when I was watching. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Mas Amada is a Chagrian. I got it. Yes, I finally you remembered. did it. I finally. Oh my god, remembered. you did it! I couldn't remember what he was, and I also couldn't remember his name. And it was making me really mad. I finally remembered. Yeah, I was watching it with my nephew. I was watching Revenge of the Sith with my nephew, and he kept being like, "Who's that? Who's that?" And like most of the time, I was like, "That's them," and "That's them." And then other times, I was like, "Fuck, who is that? I know exactly who that is." And then Meg's like, "It's Masa Meta," and I'm like, "Oh yeah." It's, it's so on brand for Masameda that no one can ever remember. You who gotta Masa live Moss. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so true. The significantly so less cooler Moss. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think in the same way that like when we see Anakin, the end. <laughs> Thank of you for Return laughing at my terrible jokes. <laughs> it's a good joke. Always. Return the Jedi. Anakin comes back and he is a handsome boy with his gorgeous smile, and that's because his soul is good deep down. And Palpatine will never be like that. Palpatine's soul is ugly as fuck. Well, and so I think, his, like, his body will never look good. Well, I think like there is a general thing where like if you become consumed by the dark side, it takes a physical toll on you. Like yeah, yeah. Like look at Anakin and Revenge of the Sith. His eyes turn all yellow, and he's like jaundiced. That's yeah. it. I mean, it's like, just jaundice. Anakin has kidney Sith disease. <laughs> that was yeah, really the problem the whole time. Fruit. I mean, you saw the medical care that they had. They couldn't even mend a broken heart. Uh... <laughs> Danny, have you ever tried to mend a broken heart? It's not easy. Okay. Yeah. Look. I'm no cardiologist. <laughs> okay. But I have I have a there broken was heart. No like a physically broken heart. It's oh, yeah, very difficult do. to fix. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. see Danny? <laughs> physical physically right and here. emotionally I have a broken heart. This oh, is no. really awkward. <laughs> I can only agree with like half of that. This got real deep too fast for me. <laughs> Anyways, jaundice <laughs> is cool, right? So funny thing I've already told you the story. I've definitely told you the story, but about the time that I turned yellow from eating too many mandarins, my sister took me to the doctor because <laughs> thought I had jaundice. Wait, what? And the doctor was like, have I not seen the story before? Sure. How yeah. many did I have? Okay, story. so we had, we owned, we were, 
so like every property I grew I lived on growing up in like the farming community I grew up on had like some abundance of fruit and it went from like plums to kiwi fruit to mandarins to whatever um and so one place I grew up on had a bunch of mandarins and I decided while I was learning French to do a thing where I would like throw mandarin segments up in the air and catch my mouth and count up in French to do that and like and then when I dropped the segment didn't catch my mouth I would start again basically so I got really good at counting up to like 50 but past that I kind of lost it um so I'm really good at throwing stuff up in the air and catching my mouth now but also (laughs) I ate so many mandarins and also their skin that my skin literally turned yellow and so my sister took me to the doctor because she was like do you have jaundice and the doctor saw me and was like no she just ate too many mandarins I don't know what to do with you They were really good mandarins, okay? Like, oh my, oh my, oh my god. I'm, I'm also really good at the throwing stuff up in the air and catching it in my mouth. I used to, in high school, people used to throw things across the theater room to me, like grapes and stuff. Yeah, just the same person. Yeah, there was one time when their friend threw a grape at me across the room and I caught it in my mouth. Like, yeah. we are just the same person. Also, yeah, my sister was then, like, after the doctor said that and we left, she was like, yeah, there was one time when I ate too many blueberries and I turned blue. And I was like, haha, we are related. If you eat too many kiwis, do you become fuzzy? Hasn't happened to me yet. <laughs> I mean, I have the same amount of fuzz as I've always had, so maybe it is from the kiwi fruit. Who knows? All right. Good talk about Palpatine clones. <laughs> so glad we talked about Star Wars. Palpatine clearly ate way too many mandarins. <laughs> I don't think that's the reason. Or, or not enough mandarins. I'm not sure which way that went. That's really... when you become consumed with the dark side, you just like get this insatiable desire for citrus, constant citrus. <laughs> oh no, does that mean I'm <laughs> Palpatine just has scurvy, is what I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> That's why his body's falling apart, god damn. <laughs> it's some damn Wait, freak. But he out. had too much dark side, so oh but he did okay, I see what you're saying. I yeah. followed that line of thought. Okay. <laughs> Somehow this relates to the citrus hegemony as well, but I'm not sure. Oh god, I forgot about the citrus hegemony. Yeah. It does relate. It all it all comes back to Star Wars. It all comes back to Star Wars. <laughs> in Star Wars. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> Meg, please save us. Please. I can't. It's yes, too late. Back. It's already it's already too late for you all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna continue putting stickers on my Kindle. <laughs> please save us by initiating a discussion about Grack. <laughs> okay, well Grack. Is now in charge of the kids on the world ship. I love Greg. Pro- programmed to head to Munto Kadru. Let's see. Chewie comes aboard the Alderaan and will keep an eye on the twins as Relau navigates them to Asylum Station. Greg huh. is the name, or is the similar to the vocalization that a raven makes. Can you demonstrate for us? Grah! Grah! <laughs> that does sound like a raven. Thank you. Saf, I need I need a sound. Whoop! Well, there's gonna be a lot of these this episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm gonna pay more attention to that. Yeah, you gotta keep with it. Get okay. them timestamps, Tom. <laughs> Han is feeling pretty good. He didn't have Luke or 3PO bothering him, and he won big at cards. Plus, he figured out what to do about Waru. What a man solo. But as he heads into the hotel to his room, his code doesn't work and another person, a beautiful woman, is sleeping in it. She calls the guard droids, which are beefed up our two units, (laughs) and they haul Han away. The manager 
tells him that the hotel has been booked by a conference and because they were always late with the rent, they got tossed out. He doesn't know or care where Han's friends went. Han walks back through town trying to figure out where they went because he had no, because they had no money. He's only getting static on their individual comlicks, even worse on his connection with the Falcon. He reaches the Welcome Dome and instead of finding a place to sleep, he heads toward Waru. Never, never head towards Waru. Oh no. Isn't that like the one lesson they learned in this book? You would think. Not yet. Not yet. Whoop! When Alderaan drops out of hyperspace, Leia recognizes Asylum Station as Crusay Station. What? Crusay Station? Holy shit. Man, everything's coming together. I should have noticed that if you rearrange the letters in Asylum, it spells Crusay. (laughs) For a hot second there, I was trying to figure that out. (laughs) No, Saf, no. (laughs) Don't look. My my dyslexic brain was like, does it? (laughs) (laughs) See, Ash, you have an excuse. I don't. Leia has an immediate spark of hope because Luke and Han are there. Luke has probably already sensed Anakin and went to go save him, but Leia <laughs> can't raise on them on comms because of the radiation, and she can't feel anything through the Force either. The twins wake up scared from a nightmare. Plus, they can also probably tell that they're close to Hethrier. Leia tucks them back in, and Chewbacca buckles them up for landing. Whoop! All of Hethry's guests have assembled in the meeting hall of the lodge. Lady Uche is there at a place of honor for being his largest supporter, and Lord Kwakwaku is over with the lesser ones. <laughs> Each one of the guests is attended by a young non-human servant, Lusa being one of them. No, but they're all on no. leashes, and no. it's real gross. <laughs> I hate this. Treat Lusa well. She deserves better. She deserves so much. Hefker enters the hall, and everybody stands, head bowed, but he stops by Tigris and growls for his lightsaber bath, which Tigris hurriedly hands over. When Hethrier gets to the front of the room, he tells them to sit, and everybody does except one. Brasha, a cranky old man, has Mr. Wolf, our werewolf friend, on a chain. No! No! Also, who the heck is Brasha? A cranky old man. man. Cranky old man. Why are we introducing a new character in part six? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you know, Danny, that more character equals better story? That's what I learned in my creative friend. That's called the Zori Bliss principle. (laughs) I was going to say, that's called the George R. R. Martin principle. (laughs) That's a lot of principles. He tells Hethrier that they're so tired of hiding their ranks and that they don't want to be too old for action. Hethrier is just like, okay, boomer, and kicks him out (laughs) because he's acting like he doesn't trust him and therefore does not deserve to hear his grand plan. Did you say Jar Jar Martin? (laughs) George R. R. Martin, Danny. (laughs) Definitely heard Jar Jar Martin. (laughs) I don't know if that's a you problem or a me problem, but it could be both. You know what? I'm going to say it's both. 
not going to go ahead and make a decision there. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that every time I mention him and see if people pick up on it. Because honestly, with my, like, the way I blur words together, it could just be me saying it weirdly and people have to be like, is that her accent? Is it, like, insensitive right? to call is that, that out? what it is? <laughs> oh, man, like, anybody in the Star Wars community cares about what's insensitive. That's true. <sighs> Burn on the Star Wars what, what are the famous things they say? I'm trying to think of a thing they say in the Game of Thrones, and I can't remember any of them. Winter is coming. Winter yeah, they say coming. winter is coming. How do you, uh, Misa thinks winter is coming. Never mind. Misa, Misa, Misa watch has ended. There you go. There we go. Okay. There we go. That was Thank Jar Jar you, at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. No. <laughs> what? That one. Wait. <laughs> it like zooms Wait. out from the party and you see like old man Jar Jar just like sitting on a rock off to the distance. Wait. <laughs> Misa, Misa watch was... has ended. <laughs> I don't like that. One of the, one of the funniest things. Why? Does think... Jar Jar with a beard make you uncomfortable, Meg? Yes. yes! <laughs> Very much. It's like Watto's stubble. I just think of it like wiggling as he's like... Nope. Nope. <laughs> doing his tricks. I'm not going to think of it wiggling. Jar Jar's he doesn't, beard. He, he doesn't have a beard. It's just his chin skin like starts dragging. Oh, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Droopy chin skin. <laughs> Can't you get surgery for that or something? <laughs> Jar Jar can't. Jar Jar lives in poverty because everyone exiled him after the events of the prequel trilogy. After Aftermath, he's literally a clown. Like, that's what he's doing after the prequel trilogy. Just entertaining kids. He gets yeah, looking after those orphans. Because he realized that it's his fault they're all orphaned. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm laughing because it's very not funny. But I honestly thanks, can't Wendig. tell what's real. Is that what's no, real? That, is that real? That's a Wendig thing. Yeah, that's that real. Wendig. <laughs> You know, honestly, my favorite part about it is that whenever it's like anyone is like, "Well, I think Darth Jar Jar is the truth," and I'm like, "Actually, in canon, <laughs> wait, what? Just a he becomes a clown? Yeah, he becomes a like... clown in an orphanage and looks yeah. like, like becomes a clown to make like these orphans on Naboo or some shit laugh because um, they're all war orphans, and he's like, "Fuck, it's my fault that this war started." So, uh, what the fuck? yeah, <laughs> yeah, they made Jar Jar a tragic character. <laughs> Just wait till you hear about the therapy Ewoks. I have. <laughs> I have and I'm mad. I know. I think everybody knows how I feel. We're the opposite. We're the opposite of an aftermath stan podcast. Yeah. See, okay, I did discover recently that the reason I struggle with the word aftermath aftermath is because for y'all, like after and math have the same A sound, right? And for the for the English, like the UK after math have the same sound. Here it's after and it's math. <laughs> so it's two weird A sounds jammed together, which is why I struggle so much with that fucking word. So let me get this straight. You struggle with that word because there are two different sounds in one word? <laughs> yes, because everyone else says it like they're two of the same sounds, but then that just throws my brain off because that's not how you pronounce those words. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. I won't make fun of the way you talk. <laughs> you, I appreciate that. I'm choosing I not to go down that, that makes tangent. it feel better. <laughs> I decided that that could it be kinda... problematic in nature, and therefore I shall refrain from it. It's kind of you. Well, oh, we're a thoughtful podcast. <laughs> Are we? So kind. Yeah. Good, good allies all around. Yeah, we're all we're all allies. We get gold. Give stars. us our give us our trophies, please. Yeah. <laughs> So, Hethru starts force-choking Brasha, 
and Brasha starts stumbling away down the aisle whilst begging for forgiveness. He actually manages to make it out That's the door. That's some people's kink. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um... <laughs> Thanks for the commentary, <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed to drink wine while I'm podcasting. I'm so sorry. Listen, someone has to be drinking wine while we're podcasting. And someone has to be the Heath and I will take that burden on. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're talking a little too much for being the Heath. That's you a good did point. too okay, much I'll... of the reading to be the Heath. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> that's a really good point. But I'm drinking enough wine to be Heath, so you it balances are. out. You are. Fair. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Anyways, what are we even talking about today? Uh, We're talking about Heathrow full-stroking Brasha. Yeah, and so Brasha actually makes it out the door to run away. And Tigris sees that Heathrow is strained. He had actually meant to kill Brasha, but he couldn't. So now he has to wrestle with the doubt of Heathrow's power. Heathrow fucking sucks. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Mr. Wolf was ignored by everybody, so he comes and sits down with Anakin to get pets. That's (laughs) it. That's some people's kink. Aww. Yeah, mine too. Um, <laughs> whoop! Just <laughs> <facing> out of there. <laughs> Nicely timed, Seth. <laughs> That's what I'm all about, is timing. That makes sense to the dome, but it's empty. Everyone has been dismissed by Waru. Han walks around and hears Waru talking to Luke who has revealed his true identity. Luke, no. Luke is such Luke. a mess. War is explaining that he is not a li- that it is not a limitless healer and that it is tired. Luke says that if it doesn't heal him, then he will die. So Waru agrees. Wait, what is Luke dying of? Oh, uh, I don't know. Loneliness? Something Being a fucking like, baby. He's freaking out because he's freaking out because he doesn't have the force. Or he doesn't know like that force he doesn't know weakening. that he doesn't have the force. He's just knows he's something like, is wrong. My cool force disguise trick isn't working quite as well, so therefore I'm dying. Right. This is me whenever I feel like stuck eating a cough. I'm like, oh god, I'm dying. I'll die if you don't heal me. This is That's everyone me. when they get the teeniest sniffle in 2020. Yeah, because we're probably <laughs> actually dying. This is my manager when he hears someone coughing nearby. It's bad news bears these days. Yeah. Anyway, let's see. Where are we? So Luke goes to place his hands on Waru's scales to be enveloped by the Waru room. But Han sprints up to the altar, tackles him before he can get to his lightsaber, and then drags him out of there while Waru tells him to come back. And Luke begs him to leave him there. Han Han does so many verbs. Han is a lot. He's doing the work. (laughs) I feel like Han's the only one that's even slightly in character throughout this entire yeah, you know how brain like sell this book. Yeah, he finally got the brain cell, and he's really using it. He's using it. He's gonna make good use. He's of like, it. I gotta take advantage of it while I have it. <laughs> Leia's taking it back soon. I'm gonna use it for now. <laughs> right. Let's see. Uh, Han is gra- animate. <laughs> My grandma he's... just came in here to give me a glass of water and scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ash's grandma. Hi, Ash's grandma. Hi, Grandma Rendar. <laughs> Han is adamant that he's not leaving Luke there, calls him brother, and takes him out to Zaveri's secret path. Oh boy, I mean, they've they the calling each other brother phase of their friendship. Hey, no, he's literally his brother-in-law. Yeah. He's literally his brother. Yeah. Not okay, in, fair. Not in the way that, like, 
Faze and Cheer are brothers. They're smooching are in the brothers sticker. in the same way that those two Sailor Scouts are cousins. Such cousins. <laughs> Extremely cousins. Super cousins. Seth. Whoop. Hethrier has been talking for hours. <laughs> Anakin is asleep on the floor with Mr. Wolf. Hethrier says that today he's going to consolidate his power. Today, he will be reborn as the Empire will be reborn. And then everyone gives him a standing ovation. <laughs> All right. Sure. Hethrier is really the critic of this book, isn't he? Truly. Oh, he is. Heather the same is, style, though. is doing no. everything that Krennic wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, he's so much more forgettable than Krennic. Yeah, it's the capes. Yeah, it's the capes. And that accent. And the baby bear. And the baby and bear. And Hathrier didn't once make an egregious pun. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, Vader made the pun. Vader, Vader made the pun. <laughs> I'm a bad Star Wars fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? Wow. Aren't we okay, all? thanks, everyone. <laughs> Danny, we're all Bad Star Wars fans Who here. among us? <laughs> who among us? The only one who doesn't stand is Tigris, who doesn't want to wake up Anakin, who's asleep on his feet. Aww. He hopes that Hethrier won't see him through the crowd. We also find out that Tigris thinks that his father abandoned him, which we know is not true, because we okay. know who his dad is. Hethrier is his dad, right? Correct. Just, just double chicken on those tigers. Yes. No, it's Darth Vader. No, it's not. <laughs> Darth Vader's not a tiger, Danny. <laughs> yeah, that's why uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> not the one that we saw in the movies. Wait. <laughs> Wait is there a third Darth Vader is there now? A third Darth Vader. Yes. Uh, which and ti- he's a tiger? Which famous tiger is playing this Darth Vader? Tony. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll give you that. <laughs> I just took a sip of water. <laughs> so Galactic Scale Genocide. It's great. Oh my god. <laughs> Ash, we invite I... you on this podcast just to try and kill you. I'm sorry. It's just like now this now the jingle's playing in my head. <laughs> where it's like, hey Vader. We love the things you do. Hey, Vader. <laughs> if I could, I would be you. <laughs> like, the one and only tiger. The one and only taste. <laughs> I can never run for political office because of this podcast. <laughs> no, you, you couldn't. Yeah, no, It's going to be like, sorry. so what you see? We have you on record saying that genocide is great. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, yep, that is a thing that I I honestly, I cannot explain. I'm sorry. I cannot explain that. You guys listen to the entire hundred or so episodes of Rogue Pudgeon to understand. I would now like to call on my campaign manager, Tom the Fanboy, to explain (laughs) the entire history and canon of Rogue Podron and why this quote makes sense. You know what? Yeah, Tom the Fanboy would be the person we would call in that situation. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. I feel like I'm going to die because of this podcast sometimes. (laughs) Who among us? Big mood. (laughs) There are are so many worse ways to go, though, you know? Yeah. You could be on a different podcast dying. You could die because oh, of not this podcast. <laughs> There's options. <Ooh. laughs> 
all right, all right. Well, that's a cool Darth Vader. Um, Anakin wakes up and offers Tigris some sweet meat. <laughs> what is sweet meat? <laughs> that comes from Tony the Tiger. <laughs> I would ask Google, but she's not here. Plate. That's what she said. <laughs> What's sweet meat, Google? Oh, An item of confectionery or sweet food. Why is it called a meat? Like isn't it? Isn't it the thing that the Wait, kid there's a question on Google. In the That's Turkish delight. If oh. you look up what is sweet meat, or if you look up what's sweet meat without an apostrophe on Google, um, you get a suggested question, which is what is sweet meat and what animal does it come from? No, you're, Steph, and what you're animal? Like two clicks away from hardcore porn results. You know and what you animal really it are. come from? What is smoked pork sweet meat? What? Well, you can do like. Oh, is it like salmon candy? Meat? This is very distressing because <laughs> the the answer to what is sweet meat and what animal it come from goes sweet bread, sweet meats, and Bonaparte's ribs, dot, 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 dot. They consist of the pancreas, heart, chest, or stomach sweet breads. Or yeah, yeah. Gland. Sweet breads are like what? internal organs. <laughs> but it's bread. It's not. It's because it kind of looks like bread and it has like the spongy texture of bread. But a sweet meat is also a candy. No, I no one calls it that. When I think of sweet, but meat, that is the main definition of sweet meat is candy. I just want you all to know that I cannot think of a single rogue Padron tangent that I cared about less than this. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> just... I kind of checked out for a second. Yeah, I just. I'm just talking about sweet meats over here, all right? <laughs> it's the same galaxy that has potatoes, so, like, it's sweet meat. Yeah. Why isn't it called meat sweets, then? Because meat sweet sounds like it's, like, meat-flavored sweets. Meat sweats? Is has that, that sweet ever Has or... that ever stopped Star Wars before? No. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought you said, why is it called meat sweats, then? <laughs> no, that's what you get after, like, Korean barbecue, or after, like... <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is meat sweets, which is the space version of sweet meats. Wait, should it be meat sweet? No, that's like meat cute. Okay. So, it's like meat cute. Is that like when you, when you like, that's not that's not the kind of meat that's involved in a meat cute. It could be. Oh meat literal meat cute. A meat cute at a butchery, you don't know. That's exactly oh, what I was gonna say. Butchery and you oh my god. A butchery. Oh my god, Butcher AU, and it's gonna be called, oh, it's gonna be called Meat Q, but oh my god! Oh my god. For the mate! Who should this be about? Who should... Uh, Quick question, are we still talking about this? (laughs) (laughs) We went on to a different tangent. (laughs) It's a different kind of meat sweet now. Yeah. Um, Is it like a hotel room made out of meat? No, Danny. Wow, you really did check out, huh? <laughs> wow. Oh, sweet S- <laughs> of that hotel room. Okay. 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 I was just making a joke about I, a different. No, fun I got it. You, you're smart. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Um, Great. Okay. Thank you. So, the hall eventually <laughs> falls silent, and Hathrier in flowing white robes bids them all to follow him and walks out the door without looking behind him. Tigris gathers Anakin up and follows with Mister Wolf. And his chain trailing behind. Oh, it was such an opportunity for a power move for just no one to follow him. (laughs) He couldn't have done anything about it. 
Yeah, he wasn't looking. Well, he can't use lightsaber. He can't use the force. Like, what's the point? So, Laylila. Wait, whoop! Laylila, gay Ahab, Jaina, Jason, R2, and Relau are on their way into the main (laughs) dome. Gay Ahab looks the best out of all of them, but we already knew that. You can tell it's the 90s because the main character trait of this character is that he's gay and it's in his name to remind us of it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, the rest of them are just characters. Right. Jaina. Whatever. Yeah. Jaina recognizes- It could be Gaina, but it's not. Gaina. <laughs> Gaina Solo. Gayson. Gaina Gayson Solo. <laughs> the gay alternative versions of Jaina and Jason. <laughs> oh. Oh boy, I'm really into that. And their younger brother, Lesbianikin. <laughs> I love that. I'm really into that. His friends call him Lesbiana Banana for short. Oh. Annie Banani? Lesbiani Banani. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Jaina recognizes one of the ships from from when Lusa was taken. Lelila assumes that Jaina means Anakin is also there. But when they go over and speak to the being keeping watch, who thinks they're there to buy a slave. This keeps happening. Yeah. Jason says Anakin isn't <laughs> there. The being tells them to inquire after Lady Uche at the Crater Lodge. When they get to the lodge, the manager thinks Rilau is part of Hethra's partay. She plays the part well, and he instructs her that they can catch up with Hethier if they hurry. They just have to ask for Waru. Leia notices that R2 has rolled away, but she can't be fucked to turn back to look for him now. <laughs> oh my god, this is like, like he keeps Luke. losing people. That's Luke's droid. Fuck him. <laughs> He'll be fine. A third of my children are still kidnapped. <laughs> if you ship Waru with R2-D2. Are you on team Wartu? Yes, no. but also I hate it. <laughs> that silence. <laughs> I feel like I that's feel your like, answer, Denny. I like, feel like this right, episode of Rogue Pod... <laughs> I feel like this episode of Rogue Pod is like ten times more chaotic than normal, and I'm here for it's, it. It's I because we had that conversation about how great tangents are at the start, and now we just can't help it. <laughs> I'm just... I'm real tired. Um, but in the chaotic Meek's way. tired, I'm tired not and like, tipsy. Not like the sleepy tired, but the I'm gonna tear everything apart tired. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't you start with these show notes? That's what I'm doing right now. Seth, <laughs> it's your turn. Oh, whoop! Eventually, Han lets go of Luke, who is still begging to be taken back to Waru, convinced that- You were my brother, Luke! <laughs> I loved you! In a totally platonic way, for In sure. a very platonic way. Definitely not gay at all. Definitely not gay at all. Um, especially not when I thought that maybe Leia was going to marry Isildur and I'd have to get another Skywalker to be in love with. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not then. <laughs> okay, let's see. He's convinced that something is so wrong with him. He's lost his connection with the Force. He can't maintain his disguise. He can't tell if people like Han, are lying to him. It's like his heart has been ripped out of his chest. Luke, that's called mental illness, and you should go to a therapist. Right. If you're feeling those things, you should go talk to a therapist. You should. 
Han reasons that if Luke is sick, then they should go back to Coruscant where they can get real help. There aren't Jedi here, and it's not up to them to solve every problem in the galaxy that they happen to come across. Things are different now. Luke tentatively agrees, but gets pissed off when Han says they need to find 3PO and Zaveri. Oh my god. Oh my god, Luke. Luke. You're stop being jealous of Zaveri. Oh my god. <laughs> you can't help it. He's Luke Bywalker. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Han explains that yes, he did love Zaveri, that things maybe would have been different if they had stayed together, but they didn't, and that was in the past. That's an Han is actually about being... this is because, like, oh. usually we don't really get the whole thing of, like, men and women can have a thing and then get over that and then be friends, which is a real thing that can happen. And you really don't see that in fiction ever. In what and universe? In, fact, in this universe, Danny, but also a galaxy far, far away. Um, I feel like Han is being the most reasonable, mature person in this entire book. Yeah. Weird. Like, that's a real thing that can happen. He, like, lays it up but, straight. He's like, yeah, I, I was in love with her at one point, but I'm not anymore, so it doesn't matter. Like, I'm yeah. married to it's your like, sister, like, she's dude. my friend. Yeah. I can want to look after my friend, okay? Nope. Nope, Luke would rather she dies. So yep. thanks, Luke, for upholding those cis-normative norms. Cis-normative norms. He's being a great Jedi right now. <laughs> he's being a great Jedi. <laughs> Look, Waru throws everyone off, okay? Yeah, true, truly. I would also become extremely patriarchal if I had to encounter Waru. <laughs> <laughs> But all of that was in the past. Han needed to talk, needed someone to talk to because he saw that a Thorian child die. He felt like he saw his own children die, and that's something Luke can't understand. But Zaveri could because the Empire killed hers too. As Han pulls Luke to his feet again, Zaveri shows up at the entrance of the path. She refuses Han's offer of going to Coruscant, and she just assumes that like Luke is sad. <laughs> <laughs> It's a safe assumption to make at this point. Like, hey, buck up, dude. Um, But then she sees a group nearing the edge of the dome. She recognizes the man in white as the procreator of justice, her target, Hethrier. The procreator of justice? (laughs) (laughs) Procurator? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the procreator. The procreator of justice. Yeah, how else is Jessica's going to continue on? Yeah, you have to <laughs> It doesn't just come from nowhere, Danny. It's birthed into being. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Yeah, that's all justice. That's justice. When Han looks, he sees a small child being carried by a tiger. He recognizes Anakin and starts <laughs> to sprint down the hill without looking back. You know, I put a hyperspace sound in here, but I feel like that this is kind of... No, yeah, they're, they're all in the same place now. Yeah. Whoop. <laughs> very fast. <laughs> very fast jump. Just like camera change. <laughs> yeah. Leia and company Whoosh. are walking toward the dome. Rilau explains that Jason was right. Things are weird here and they cannot touch the force. But that also means that Hefir can't use it either. So neither of their lightsabers will work because they can only be turned on by using the force. So that's at least an upside. <laughs> Just nodding the dumbest over shit here. to do. This is really stupid. This is why you put fail safes in the things that you make. That is the fail safe. Only Jedi can use it. 
It's not a failsafe if you can't turn it on. It's fine. At least use like a fingerprint scanner or something like a smartphone. They don't have fingerprint scanners. Surely they have fingerprint scanners in this universe. Pablo. Tell me. Don't bring Pablo into this. Pablo, if you're out there. Pablo, if you're listening. Pablo would never. He would never. Never. Ever. There's a joke in here somewhere about how the Jedi never learned to make a thing be turned on. (laughs) Oh! Damn! It's it's a stretch. (laughs) Damn. Tell that to Kit Fisto. (laughs) That was entirely by accident. Tell that to Kiati Mundi. And Floki. Seriously. (laughs) Wait, is he the one with a bunch of wives? Which one has a bunch of wives? I don't know, he's the one with the head. (laughs) Yeah, with a bunch of wives. (laughs) Wait, one of them has a bunch of wives. How, listen, we how all know the hot- wives. <laughs> a lot of wives. wives. Was, that, was that not this podcast we talked about that? No. Where like his no, planet no. is like, oh, I think it was, it was on Twitter. Um, where his planet is basically almost extinct, and so they give him an exception to the no like sex. Yeah. Rule okay. 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 And allow him to have lots of wives to help keep his population on his planet alive. Yeah. No. No. Due to the Syrian social customs and low birth rate for males, Mundi was granted an extremely rare ex- exception to be allowed to marry and have children. Because uh, he's virile? Oh my god. <laughs> like all Syrians, Mundi practiced polygamy due to the 1 to 20 male to female ratio amongst his species. And Anakin's just like, you told me to take a seat. <laughs> Damn, the honor wives. Keanu Mundi. Wow. <laughs> listen, yeah, we, he's listen. a player. He's got a lot of wives. We, we all know the hottest Jedi that is Plo picture. Koon. Oh my god. Listen, don't even... <laughs> Kit Fisto exists. So let's... I think the hottest Jedi was Anakin. No, the hottest Jedi... Ba-doom. The hottest Jedi is Obi-Wan! Thank you, Ash. Of the Sith. <laughs> no. No, you're all Oh, I wrong. see. I get it, Danny. <laughs> the, the most attractive Jedi... <laughs> I really just need to have my drums next to me during the podcast. So you can... But um... I don't know. I, I'm sorry I'm being so bad tonight. I don't oh know my what, God. what's in the water. <laughs> what are you being tonight? Are you being bad, bad tonight? I think you're being <laughs> great like, tonight. I think you're being great. You're being great. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, bye, bye, Saf. But also, the most attractive Jedi is Yariel Poof. So <laughs> We all know oh, this. Oh, forgive me, my mistake. Yeah, the longest neck. Like... <laughs> Welcome back, Seth. I've had so many, <laughs> have so many dreams about that. <laughs> I mean, wait, yeah. I must hear more about this. <laughs> Tell me more about these neck dreams. You <laughs> God, listen. Who among us hasn't had a dream about Yarko? Fair, really fair. That's I, a good question. <laughs> Danny, you are the exception here, not the rule. Okay. <laughs> Not for lack of trying, I will admit. Right. <laughs> it just hasn't worked out that way yet. Yet. I still believe in you. <laughs> Alright, well. <laughs> You're fucking weird. Um, let's see. Uh, when they reach the dome, they see the Empire Youth, and Leia makes Chewie stay with Jason and Jaina. She and Rilau run down the hill, and they see Han. Leia yells for him, and Han is utterly confused about her being here because he still hasn't checked his email. 
He's like, wait, who is this woman with the slightly darker brown hair? <laughs> it's down. Like, Luke confirms that Anakin is inside and Leia just pulls Han forward because she doesn't have time to answer his questions that were already addressed in her prior email. <laughs> yeah, Han, check your damn email. Per my previous correspondence. Do you think she'll ever this down? That's the question. No. Hethera's followers are all clamoring to Waru to take their gifts, a.k.a. their slaves. But Hethera calls forward Tigris and tells him to give it to Anakin. Tigris hesitates and Anakin doesn't want to let go. But eventually Tigris forces his hands apart and gives him to Hethera. Anakin keeps crying and dragging his feet, but Hethera plops him down in front of Waru, presenting the strongest child, the grandson of Darth Vader. Also, conveniently named Anakin. Tigris is surprised, but also it makes sense. No wonder why Anakin was treated differently from everybody else. But Tigris hates it, because none of the guests had brought their own children. No one had chosen to be there, especially not Anakin. Tigris runs forward and pulls Anakin away from Waru's melting scales. Leia and Han run down through the crowd, crying out for Anakin. They reach him, pulling him into their arms. Leia recognizes the crying boy who saved Anakin as Tigris. He looks just like Rilau. Hethra is yelling and angry, but Luke calls out to Waru. Hethra recognizes him and tells Waru to take him. He's a trained Jedi and the son of Vader. Luke agrees that he should be taken and willingly melts into the womb. Han stares in horror, knowing what is probably going to happen and that Leia can't stand this, it's like losing Han to Carbonite. And so she leaves Anakin in Han's arms and dives into the golden womb herself. She then swims over to Luke in the womb fluid as it How envelops How big is this womb? It's huge. it's huge. God damn. Basically the womb- Also, I love that they are back in the womb again, just like twins. I know, that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, they finally like get to be on Wheeler. That's nice. Who among us hasn't wished for the chance to be back in the womb at a time when you can remember it? <laughs> Didn't we talk about this last episode? <laughs> I honestly can't remember. <laughs> I tend to black out Rogue Pod episodes immediately after <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Alright. So Jaina and Jason are begging Chewbacca to take them down into the dome. Something is really wrong and they gotta help. They hear the howling of Mr. Wolf and Jason, nope, Jaina insists that Lusa is in there and they're going to cut the, her horns off. And Chewie, come on. He ends up picking them up and running inside, pushing everybody out of the way until he reaches Han. Everyone is running around and panicked, trying to get away during Waru's terrible womb transformation. Except Lusa, who is going around and kicking all the proctors, having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lusa. Lusa is a hero. Lusa, Lusa is the hero. Han and Anakin are crying, um, and Han hands Anakin over to Chewie, telling him to take care of them and that he loves them always, before he too jumps into the golden pool of water womb. God, these kids are just watching everyone they know and love jumping into this fucking womb. I just... Why would they do that when they tried so hard to get the kids unkidnapped, but then willingly left them to go into this womb where they really don't know what will happen. Who knows? It's stupid. 
Because the, the current holder of the brain cell is Chewy. Oh, <laughs> Chewy. <laughs> I'm just curious what we haven't seen this plotline play out in a movie yet. Right. It's just so ripe for the picking. Like This is what the accessible Legion's and people normal want. normal story they're telling Extremely here. Extremely normal. <laughs> so normal. Such a normal time. Lose- Anyways, how many times have we said external womb in this episode? So many. <laughs> There's so much external womb. And if you think about it, a back to tank is just an external womb. Oh. Oh. Yes. That makes that makes them having back to flavored candy like worse. <laughs> oh, that makes oh, it no. real bad. <laughs> Let's see. Lusa runs af- runs up after she sees Jaina and explains that they were going to feed her to the golden monster. And Jaina has a very bad feeling about this. Wow, she really is Han's daughter. Truly. <laughs> Rilau immediately jumps on Hethrier. He tries to use his lightsaber, but it explodes. Rilau gets hers back, but she just pockets it. It gives Hethrier the opportunity to get behind her, where he's going to kill her, but Tigris pulls him back and stops him. Tigris asks, asks him not to kill his mother, but Hethrier says that she's a traitor. And he- Rilau says that he's the real traitor to Tigris because he's his father. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Totally did not see this coming. Wow. Shock. I'm so surprised. I'm not anymore, okay? I just want to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> In the womb, Han swims over to Luke and Leia, who are trying to fend off the scales <laughs> that have now become attacking creatures. This is a terrible womb. There's a what black the whirlpool in the center, and Han just knows that if they touch it, they're doomed. So he grabs Leia and tells them to swim. But Luke is seduced by Waru and lets himself drift away. And he pulls Leia with him, and eventually she lets go of Han's hand, and she's grabbed by the darkness of the whirlpool. Can't believe they killed Luke and Leia. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> How brave of this book. <laughs> <laughs> Many things in this book were very brave. <laughs> Jason and Jaina are riding on Chewbacca's shoulders like Mary and Pippin on Treebeard. <laughs> with one hand, Chewbacca holds Anakin close to his chest. With the other, he just starts shaking babies, and by babies I mean proctors, until they yield because none of their lightsabers work. The other once-slave children are taking down proctors and, like, biting them. And that Lusa and Mr. Wolf have become a tag team and are just destroying every proctor they come across. It seems like a great time. It seems like a really good time. Chewie and... I'm like, Jaina should really be living this because this is her chance to get the revenge she was craving. (laughs) So, let's see. Chewie and Zaveri are going around and trying and tying and debilitating the proctors including the ones who have managed to sequester some of Hethra's followers in the corner. When they're all rounded up, Jaina runs over to Lusa, and they hug and cry, and Lusa's horns have broken through the velvet, and now they're like beautiful diamond horns. Oh my god, why aren't they gay for each other? They need to be. Like, listen, this whole time Jaina was like, said nothing about Anakin, and she's just like, we have to get Lusa. Where's Lusa? Where's Lusa? Lusa we have I to love save Lusa. Lusa. We must save but also Lusa. Lusa with her gorgeous diamond antlers. Lusa, they're gonna cut she's off She's so horns. beautiful. <laughs> Let me admire her while she destroys these people that I hate. Like, Jaina Solo could have been a horse girl. <laughs> Absolutely. And in the most lesbian Literally. way possible. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's a bad text message. <laughs> 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 
dinner just text. Wait, your text message is bad, but what we're saying isn't. <laughs> yeah. What we're saying is fine. We're talking about lesbian. We're talking about Gaina Solo. And <laughs> the lesbian horse, yeah. The lesbian horse. You know, sometimes it occurs to me that my flatmates only hear my part of the conversation. <laughs> That's okay. The other kids gather around Chewie because who wouldn't? No one knows what to do to get Han, Leia, and Luke back. All they can do is crowd close to the bath. Nope, the platform, not the bath. <laughs> crowd close to the platform. And call out for them. Even Zaveri and the other little kids are calling out to them. Hethier tries to keep hiding the truth, but as Rilau fights with him, Tigris figures out that Hethier is the one that's lying and that he really is his father. But Hethru says that he wouldn't acknowledge Tigris as his child because he's ordinary and therefore useless. Yeah, fuck you, Hethru. Yikes, Hethru. Inside the womb, Han keeps trying to pull Jaina. Nope. Inside the womb. Try to pull <laughs> Leia. Wait, this should be like safety. a. Yeah, do a little womb sound. No, you need to see an OBGYN right now. <laughs> That's the I don't know what wombs sound like, Danny. I haven't been in one for like 20-something years. <laughs> yeah. That's my concern. <laughs> Danny, why are you concerned I haven't been in a womb for 20-something years? That's good. You don't need to go into one. I go to my OBGYN and I'm like, hey, I haven't been in a womb in 20 something years. What's wrong with me? Can I I see what my womb sounds like? (laughs) It's for a podcast. Can can you record some snippets for this episode? It's for for research, I swear. It's for a Star Wars podcast. I would not tell her that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Where am I now? I know we're inside the womb. Um, we're inside the womb. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the part where you said inside yeah. the womb. Han keeps trying to pull Leia to safety as she continues to sink after Luke. But then she starts to hear Jason and Jean and Anakin's voices, Chewie's roar, bringing her back to her senses. Han is able to grab her hand again, and together they try to stop Luke. But then Wara speaks to them, saying that if they leave Luke, it'll let them leave. It needs Luke to return home and to not feel so tired and hungry and lonely. Wow, big mood wire. (laughs) (laughs) But then Luke hears the kids and returns to his senses as well, completely confused as to where he is, and follows after Leia and Han. Ah, the power of youth. Yeah. (laughs) They truly are our future. (laughs) They break free from the womb and get away from the stage, embracing their family. Yep. Would you guys get out of the show? (laughs) <laughs> sorry <laughs> I was just trying to find where we were I'm sorry Maru is you found it Maru's furious because Heather didn't give him the child give it the child or Luke and it wants to go home so it envelops Heather in a lightning fast womb ooh a why new womb appears why is it lightning fast yeah, a wild like, womb appears <laughs> I imagine that it has like lightning, like fire streaks drawn on the side, like like the super cool a race cars. Fast womb yeah. is the funniest it, thing I've it ever makes heard. The in my sound, it life. makes the sound of like the word goes woo, like it just. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> it's 
like foster because I'm lining fast. So sorry to literally everybody who's ever. It's, it's so lining fast that the, the <laughs> boom comes like a few seconds after it appears. <laughs> and by counting the seconds like between it, you can tell how close it is. <laughs> Oh my god. Wait, don't touch your face. God, god damn I'm so it. sorry. Okay. Um, oh, it is too late for me. I've touched my face I, so many oh, times. Constantly I constantly touch my face. It's not <laughs> I say as I'm touching my face right now. Yeah. When it happens, it feels like the force is pulled from the entire room for an instant. Tigris tries to go after Hethrier, but Rilau, with the help of Zaveri, grab him by his ankle to stop him. But Tigris struggles free and tries to throw himself into the womb after Hethrier. But Waru's scales are now solid, and he bounces off of them. Waru starts constricting, smaller and smaller, until it's the size of an orange, an egg, etc. (laughs) (laughs) The Proctors and the 1% have escaped while they were busy Care Bear staring Waru. (laughs) Because that's exactly what that was. What the hell is happening with Waru? It's getting- it's constricting until it's the size of an orange, and then an egg. I need- (laughs) I need- more about Waru so I can try to understand it a little bit better, you know? You can't. There's nothing. That was that was Luke's inner monologue for the entirety <laughs> of this book. See how that That's see true. where that got. Him. Ow! Sorry, that was me being attacked by my cat. But the Proctors are pretty useless without a leader, and Zaveri knows who all the rich people are. She'll hand them over to the new re- <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, I was like, what on earth? <laughs> Danny's laughing right now. So I was typing these up on my phone. And <laughs> on my phone, when I type she'll, like she will, it autocorrects to the shell emoji. And so oh. <laughs> the shell emoji is just in the show notes. <laughs> that explains what that is. Yeah. yeah. So she'll hand them over to the New Republic after she extracts her justice. I was like, when did I miss the shell hands? That sounds so cool. (laughs) That's my autocorrect because I'm an ocean princess. (laughs) They thank her and she walks off alone out of the dome. Luke explains that Waru isn't from our dimension and it was feeding off of the force of this dimension to make make its own anti-force that it needed to survive. (laughs) Wait, that's so cool! That is not how I thought you were going to end that yep, sentence. That's what I no. was thinking. It's do you, do you cool. know me? This is my kind of shit. This, there is not enough of this in Star Wars. This, like, there's another dimension with this weird shit in it, and they have to make anti-force to survive in the force. Oh my god, that's so cool. This just reminds me of like a really, really bad Doctor Who episode, like the one where the moon is an egg. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Which season is that in? Which doctor is that? The twelfth. Uh, is that is that the doctor that looks like the doctor that Saf doesn't like because he looks like Matt Smith? No, I mean no. the doctor Wait, is Matt Smith. One of the doctors doctor is, is Matt Smith. I know. I'm making fun of Saf. No, it's the next guy, Peter Capaldi. Oh, okay. there's an episode oh, where the moon is an egg. <laughs> Why is the moon in- what's inside the egg? <laughs> a little- Another moon. A little creature. Is it a- And every, uh, like, million years or so it hatches. Wow. So we just lose our moon and it becomes a little creature. Okay, I want to watch this single episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> this egg moon. Okay. 
anyway, <laughs> anyway, it hadn't always killed people in order to get the force to make anti-force. Sometimes it would feed enough to be satiated, and when it is, it gives it back and heals people. But at this point, it just wanted to go home, and the only way to do that was with a lot of energy to create a singularity to get back to its own dimension. Wow, this is actually weirdly similar to the other book that I'm reading right now, though, which is not a Star Wars at all. Is it Witchfire? No, it's not It's not Witchfire. It's the weird pulp sci-fi book where Al Capone comes back as a ghost. It's fine. <laughs> Al Capone? Don't, no comment. Don't ask, it's, it's a very weird series. It's fine. I don't like it. Okay. Oh, anyway. Anyway. So it used Hathor's power to do that. <laughs> Tigris is absolutely distraught, fights with Rilau, and runs away. Rilau says that she's not going to force him to come back, and that if he ever returns to her, it'll have to be on his own. I have a question. Yes. How old is Tigris? Like 13, 15-ish. Okay, I feel yeah, like- Yeah, but how like, old is that in should... tiger years? <laughs> I feel like that's a normal amount in space tiger yeah. years. Oh, space- you're right, space tiger. I feel like you shouldn't just leave, like, a 13-year-old space tiger run away. <laughs> Things are and be like, he'll come back if he wants to. Things are different. Things are different. <laughs> yeah, there are like exo wombs from another dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Less helicopter parenting back in those days. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Leia offers her a place to rest and stay as thanks for helping her get her family back because she owes her a debt. And then what was Waru folds smaller and smaller until it pops into nothing. Yeah, I think Waru's going to come back in a future book. I don't think this is the last we've seen of Waru. Wait, are you serious? Does Waru come back? Well, I mean, think about it. If if it's going to just continuously shrink smaller and smaller until the end of time, it eventually it's going to shrink so small that it's going to become as big as the universe. Oh, like the wait, the, what? the overflow, the stack overflow, whatever it's called. Like you can only get so small, and then you then you get big again. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you can only get so small. And then you get big again. I'm That's just gonna. Physics. I'm just gonna. Yeah, it's I don't like know enough about the subject to disagree with you. Right. I'm like, wrong. I honestly, I honestly can't argue. But I, feel... I'm a, mu- I'm a musician. What is science? <laughs> it's like in a video game where if your number gets too small, it it goes back to being very large. Right. <laughs> Suddenly, what? you can't you can't just. Keep it's a very. It's a. It's a very. Eventually, uh, you reset it big again. Yeah, no, it is actually a thing in, in games. <laughs> Not in modern games, but in old games. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. Can, things can get so small they get big again. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, Saf and I are on the same page about this, so like we that are. means it must be true. I yeah. I don't feel like arguing about it. So. <laughs> and Ash agrees with us as well. So. All right. Meek doesn't want to argue, so we win that fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's how parents lose a lot of fights. <laughs> Everyone is real tired and just sitting outside while the three children play. R2 and 3PO show up after the, this particular danger is done with. <laughs> is 3PO still purple? That's the question. A little bit. It's a little... Mr. Threep is a little less purple because Mr. Threep got beat up by a lightsaber. <laughs> oh, wait, you're telling me 3PO wasn't dead? No. Wow, I grieved for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I had like a little mini funeral and everything. I tore up my three PO toy. I don't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do the dramatic reading. Wait, no. We have to talk about how uh, 
but they don't have time to celebrate being re- reunited because they do have time for Thrupio to tell Luke that if Hefir is the kind of Jedi Luke is looking for, he suggests that maybe don't. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Master, Lu- Master Luke, uh, maybe don't. Maybe don't. <laughs> Sometimes Thrupio is extremely wise. Yeah. The crystal Thrupio star- has the brain cell now. <laughs> No, the trio cannot be trusted with it based off this book. <laughs> Chewbacca is like, and I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna give that a 3PO now. Yep. Let's see. Uh, the crystal star is now resonating with the black hole and it's going to explode and destroy everything in the system. So they gotta get out of there. That seems I, fine. This book makes me mad in the way that it does these things. Like, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, the crystal star is reasoning with the black hole, it's gonna blow up. Like, I wanna go into that. Please! God! Give me a chapter about that. No. Like, yeah, the restoring bot doesn't want that, but I <laughs> I would want it would, anyway. I would want it because it would be something other than what we're reading right now. <laughs> See? See? My thinking is good. As they approached Tigris and Anakin, Tigris unfastened the collar and chain from Mr. Loins's werewolf. He rose and threw the collar away as hard as he could. Mr. Loins's werewolf sat on its haunches and gave its neck a good scratch with both feet of its central legs. Relaus stopped a few paces from Tigris. You got My it. My son. She said gently. We must leave. Tigris glared at her. No. The system will die soon. (laughs) I can't even do that again. I don't care. (laughs) Leia joined them. Tigris glanced at her quizzically. Tigris, come home! Anakin demanded. Tigris laid his hand on Anakin's dark curly hair. (laughs) I have no home, little one. You have to. You wanted this. <laughs> I know her. Cookies! Anakin grabbed Tigris's hand and pulled. Tigris raised his head and looked his mother in the eyes. You didn't steal the force from me, did you? No, my sweet. She whispered. I never had any abilities at all, did I? Sadly, she shook her head. Wait a minute, kid. You saved my son's life. Maybe you can't use the force. So what? Neither can neither can I, and it hasn't held me back. Who are you? Tigris said. <laughs> Han laughed, surprised. <laughs> Maybe my disguise is better than I thought. I'm Han Solo. I was taught to hate you. Tigris added thoughtfully. As I was taught to hate my mother. That's too bad. Han said with genuine regret. I'm grateful to you. Thank you for bringing Anakin back to us. And I was taught to respect you. Tigris said. That's a start. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> My Kindle is formatted very strangely. As an enemy. As an enemy. Han grinned his lopsided grin. A weird start, but a start all the same. Come on, kid, let's get out of here. I don't have any choice, do I? Tigris said belligerently. Not a whole hell of a lot. 
With a show of revulsion, Tigris trudged after the <laughs> <her> children. <laughs> the end. What the fuck was that? I don't know, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Just imagine, like, the Rolodex and Sap said, Tiger voice, Tiger voice, Tiger voice. Oh shit, this one! <laughs> I really don't know what voice is going to happen until I open my mouth and it just comes out. You sounded like someone from the Dark Crystal TV show. <laughs> Why am I not a puppeteer? I'd be so good at it. Because you're afraid you of would. puppets. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, I guess. Oh, my abs hurt. <laughs> I'm giving you all a real good workout. Oh, my God. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I would have started again with a different voice, but you said I had to commit, you can't, so I had to commit. You have commit. to commit to the bit. That's what Robodra does. <sighs> I was really hoping to get more of like a, a kid voice in there, but then when I realized I had to also be Anakin, I was like, shit. <laughs> oh, God, that's going to be in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Saf, Saf with that voice is my sleep paralysis monster. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry to everybody. Your, your dreams are going to be Yariel Poof making that no! voice. <laughs> no! No! See, in my brain, Tigris is this cute little child, but I've made him a little monster now, and I'm so sorry to Tigris' legacy. I would like to formally apologize to Tigris. I would. To be fair, everyone thinks I'm a gremlin, so I feel like we share a gremlin soul. That's not the same. I mean, I feel like my flatmates who, like, come downstairs at 3am and find me crouched by the snack cabinet, like, shoving chips down my mouth, they probably think I have a similar voice to Tigris in that moment. You're such a golem! Oh my god! <laughs> Sometimes I just really need to crunch some food. But you don't have to be crouching by the cabinet! And so I can easily place the food back in the oh snack cabinet. Oh my god, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, so I am not doing myself any favors today. No, you are not. So Luke does his first semi-important but also pretty useless thing in the book. He figures out that it's the crystal star's resonation that is disrupting the Force. So it wasn't Waru this whole time. What? Turns out Waru was just some fluid. (laughs) Waru was just some guy with a word. Waru was the fluid we we (laughs) met along the way. <laughs> Maybe the real fluid was the friendly man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh. Maybe the real friends were the fluid we met along the way. Oh. Okay. Well, that's my least favorite fluid. Rila reveals herself to be a force user, and then they awkwardly agree to spar later. Ooh. And this is Tigris going to have a stepfather. Luke, 10 minutes ago, you were like, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> you little bitch god luke is that really dramatic friend yeah yes because he's a bywalker <laughs> so they have about three hours before everything is blasted to subatomic particles leia and Relau are like lol good about it <laughs> but han wants to save zaveri and the rest of the decent people who now live on the station leia agrees that they'll warn them all and that Han likes her hair down, so maybe she'll just like keep it like that more often. Okay. She's Han, like, did you notice it's also a, a different color? And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, did you know most men are colorblind? 
She's like, you still see brown. Nope. <laughs> it looks more brown. Like, what am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> wow, I love your brown hair looking brown. Looking more browner than usual. Brown. Like... Leia is still beating herself up about not knowing that slavery was happening. And both her and oh Han argue that they should have done something about it. But Hethier and the Empire Reborn have a lot of resources, and now that they know that they exist, they can go after them. And that Leia loves a project, ha 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 ha, because her old project was Han. <laughs> <laughs> and now he is the brain cell, so... Now he's perfect! Oh. <laughs> Such a, like, white allies conversation really that happened is. there. <laughs> it's gross. Oh, I can't believe I didn't know slavery was happening. But now we both know that it's happening. We'll do something about it. Yay. Is Leia Karen in this book? Yes. I think she is. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and don't like it. Leia is very Princess much... Karen of Alderaan. Leia is, in this book is very much, give me their name, I want them fired. <laughs> so they split up the kids between Alderaan and the Falcon. Mr. Wolf is cold up in a ball on the ground, shaking and oozing some blue stuff. Oh, uh, that's probably blood. Apparently this is normal. <laughs> <laughs> this is their metamorphosing to the next stage of their life. They're they're now a child of Munto Kadru and not just a werewolf. Yeah, they're getting munted up. Sure. And apparently the color of the stuff they're oozing is gender <laughs> for some reason. What? Oh, it's the real it's like gender reveal. The world's shittiest gender reveal party. <laughs> oh, are you oozing your corrupted bull shaking and oozing your gender fluid? <laughs> oozing gender fluid. <laughs> no. It's no, bad. Uh, Luke says it looks as bad as he feels, and Han makes a joke, and then. Luke faints immediately, and that's what Han gets for making puns. That's what you get for making puns about, like... Ooze. <laughs> about this, like, poor werewolf child. Right, like, stop. Oh, God. So Leia and the twins et al., because I wasn't going to write them all down, are ready to take off in the Alderaan. Then they realize that R2 has been missing again this entire time. <laughs> oh, now R2 has been kidnapped. <laughs> Crystal Star 2. <laughs> the kidnapping. The droids have been kidnapped. The search for R2. <laughs> Han tells Leia to leave and that he'll go look for R2. Thankfully, R2 scoots up the landing ramp right as Han steps out of the Falcon. We find out that he has had the grand idea of programming the station because to follow them because it is, after all, a giant-ass spaceship. <laughs> A Thank God for Archer. Oh God, R2's head this is all like the a This is like a shittier version of the Colossus reveal in Resistance. It really is. <laughs> a lot of Hethra's guests are still on the station, and it'll be easier to start rounding them up if they just take the whole thing with them. Luke is really not doing well, and the star is actually pulled into the black hole and shattered before they fully escape into hyperspace. It feels very bad. When they all, I feel like that's not how black holes work. Well, this is a black hole with a this crystal is in star. Star Wars. That's true. That's true. So, when they all arrive at Monto Kadru, Leia feels the weight of the star lift off of her, and Relau comes over to wake Luke up, joking that he can't let a little rip in space time keep him down. And 
then we get to the end of the book in which why was Luke even here? <laughs> why why was Luke even here? He was so unnecessary. This, why was anybody even here? Well, Nothing happened. The children were kidnapped. <laughs> the children were kidnapped. 3PO almost died. I want to we go found on that Tigris is not actually a tiger. Han just wanted I want like, to go a on a vacation weekend with his bro. He did. <laughs> and Luke was just a depressed baby who decided to go get like absorbed by an exo womb on a weird <laughs> interdimensional being. God damn it, Luke. <laughs> Luke ruining every fucking Get it together. weekend. So that was the Crystal Star. <laughs> You're <laughs> welcome. What I an adventure that was. It. it was better than I Jedi. <laughs> oh yeah, it was much better than I Jedi. Oh. My biggest, honestly, my biggest complaint about this book is it didn't get weird enough. It had so many tastes of good weirdness, and it was like, oh, but I'm still Star Wars. Yeah, it's like she saved it off for the last couple chapters. And then still doesn't really give me enough. It's a lot. Staff's review of the Crystal Star needs more wombs. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. I feel it's like, what it sounds I like, feel so like I can... the womb was utilized in the proper way. Yeah, I feel like there was enough womb, there just wasn't enough of the weirdness around the yeah. womb. Is it really our place to be policing usage of wombs? Yes. Yes. What are we? <laughs> no <Republican> comments. Senators? <laughs> We are Rogue Podron, Danny. We can do oh. whatever we want. Okay. As long as we're doing it in the universe of Star Wars. And not about reproduction and about moving to different planes of existence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, this was a book that was a Star Wars book for many years. And it's still technically a Star Wars book, but it doesn't count anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Star Wars. Bring back Christian's campaign. Really trying to bring back the good stories. God damn. Yeah, because remember, bring back the 10 good Legends books. Yeah. Be specific. Star Wars is a monkey paw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, never. You gotta be extremely specific when you You want things from Star Wars. A very specific clear list. Or else you get Jedi, you get Solo, you get get a moon being dropped on Chewbacca. You get. The Ballad of King Han Solo. You get so much. You get so much. And so much just keeps happening in Star Wars. And not all of it is what you want. No. I like that we treat Solo like it isn't canon. (laughs) It isn't. It's not. It's not. It doesn't count. I would rather I Jedi be canon than Solo. It's not canon if I can't remember a single thing that happened in the movie. I can remember, but only the terrible things. Yeah, that's the problem. And also, Enfys Nest is there, but I have to remember that because of Dinner Leader. Yes. Yeah. All right. Listener so, questions. So last week's listener question was, what is the ghost of XR Coon even up to these days? Uh, Sil said the ghost of XR Coon is puppeting Palpatine's dead body and pretending to be Sheev and Tross. The slightly smaller Ray is Ray Coon. Oh, it kind of sounds like awful. Raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liam said, since a ghost can only... Uh, tread once more where living they had walked before. I think that XRQ Kun is just zooming around reminiscing about the glory days when he and his boyfriend Ulick were out conquering the galaxy. Zooming around. I didn't know he had a that boyfriend. was so like the first half was like such beautiful prose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A ghost can only tread once more where living they had walked before. 
Greg said, Exarchoon's ghost is slipping, th- skipping through the sun-drenched fields, just like I skipped through the entire iJedi season of Rogue Buck. I feel like wow. I skipped through that entire Rude. season, even though I was there the entire time. <laughs> X-Wings Nation. Okay, this one is a dramatic yeah. reading. Oh, it is? So, okay. we need, um, Saf, you'll be Exarchoon's ghost, obviously. Okay, of course. Um... Maggie Palpatine's ghost. Hey, Danny, Danny, can you can you give me some director's notes on Exarchoon's ghost? No. Um, and uh, how am I meant to act in these conditions? Will be Lord Voldemort's ghost. Wait, oh, where is Lord Voldemort? Oh, okay. I was the where setting is, that is written? the Netherworld of the Force. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, I've just done this. <clears throat> so your daughter-in-law <laughs> says she's not on Jakku, and your man Ochi just believes her. And doesn't even try to torch the truth out of her or anything? Listen, you of all people finding... You of all people finding good help is hard. Wait, but that's just how Palpatine's ghost again. X-Wing! <laughs> Wait, I'm what confused. What the fuck is this? X-Wing! <laughs> Wait, I feel like those two yeah. swapped around. Yeah. No. Hey, at least I was never defeated by literal children. You take that back! They had help! I have no idea what the hell Voldemort sounds like. Kids are tougher than they were. <laughs> <laughs> Angrily smokes a cigarette. <laughs> I fucking hate it here. <laughs> I feel, I feel like, like this was Palpatine. funny, but I don't understand. Why was Voldemort in the bar? <laughs> Voldemort's ghost has a similar energy to Tigris, I feel. <laughs> X-Wings in history, this was way too sophisticated for us. <laughs> this is fucking weird, X-Wings. Even for you. I do find it very funny that Exarchus Ghost is getting burned about how literal children defeated yeah. him. Like a literal three-year-old is literal. fine. <laughs> Literally. Um, Tom the Fanboy said this was published, published in 1994, so Exarchus Ghost was busy lev- leveraging his popularity into a harem anime, loosely based on his life in the tales of the Jedi continuity. Hashtag XR Muyo. I hate this. And I'm the only one who knows this, and I hate this. I hate this. And then there's a nice picture, and I don't it's know what it means, nice so I'm picture. just gonna move on. <laughs> it's not a nice picture. I'm just gonna move on. Yeah, you should. It's... Wow, this is this is a shout out to all those weebs and also the people who read High Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I really niche audience there, but you captured two of us. <laughs> it's fifty percent of this podcast. So. <laughs> uh, ben Warman said, "Exarchoon ghosted his way to Coruscant and is in a, is in his re- is a regular at a few different bars. Oh. He spends most of his time ranting about the power he once held, and whenever he tries to eat or drink anything, it phases through him and lands on the floor. But he tips so well, so they don't toss him out." Where does he get his money from? <laughs> it's ghost money. He's just making it out of himself. <laughs> what? Ghost, can ghosts make money out of themselves? I don't know if they're using ghost substance. They're made out of ghost substance. I don't know. Maybe he can steal. Like, he can phase through people's clothes, yeah, surely. Is, oh, I don't like science. where this is going. Nope, let's just keep going. Nick let's said it's going. Exarchoon has been a writer in Hollywood. But he only writes knockoff movies of popular franchise picks. He's the brilliant mind behind Transmorphers, The Day the Earth Stopped, and American Warships, among others. <laughs> the Day the Earth Stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Yubzy said, XR Kuhn is working on the, uh, perfecting his fantasy Jedi team. He's got mad points when Jaina tried to brain that dude. Damn. 
Uh, Mika said Exarchoon's ghost moves uh, to a planet in the unknown regions and begins to build up a cult of Sith loyalists. He even names the planet after himself. He's furious when Palpatine shows up centuries later and takes over the planet and uh, takes over changing the planet's name to Exegol so no one notices. Aww. Oh my god. Captain's like, I, I hear something. Is that a go- what, what, what was that? It's a, goal? And it's like, crew's just like, no! <laughs> oh man, that sucks. <laughs> Paul said Exarchoon is responsible for the Bring Back Legends billboard <laughs> and movement. His since began the YouTube channel. <laughs> oh That's my god. My listening <laughs> thank you, everyone. Oh my god. Thank you, thank you, everyone, for this because it made me so happy to hear Exarchoon um, be burned so many times. Should I read the email? Yes. Uh, yes. From Syl. It said, Hi, I just finished listening to Mission uh, 15.3 and 15.4, and. Uh, though I know Fierio was a while ago, I had to say, the discussion of body wood that bleeds and wood that has lots of moisture in it was very Rogue Podger. The next thing I knew, Ash was talking about kilns and actual trees. <laughs> Things went from appropriately weird to weirdly appropriate, and my brain didn't know how to handle it. I got to the end of 15-4 and was eating when the fluid discussion ha- happened, and I just sat there with my food, staring about ear fluid. I, d- <laughs> I do love the addition of Ash to the podcast. Oh, thank you. And my answer to the favorite fluid, and if and if my answer to the least favorite fluid is too late, it can be discarded as thalassiren milk. Not really hungry anymore. So. <laughs> You're welcome, Syl. I like that the sign off is not really hungry anymore, <laughs> instead of like best or sincerely. Sincerely. Cheers. Cheers. I'm gonna start really using hungry. this as my email sign off. Silly. I hope that you sign the rest of your emails as sincerely. Sincillary? Sincillary. It's we gotta there workshop somewhere. it. Don't mind it's in me. there somewhere. We, it, yeah. It's fine. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> and this week's, week's question is what the fuck is a sweet meat? <laughs> Give us the most believable answer, even if it's not true. Whatever answer can convince me that that's yeah. what sweet meat is. We're you never win. actually looking for true no. answers. To our listener responses. Except what is ex- that should what be is clear by now. Doing up, is doing yeah, yeah, and I mean, these are that, all true. Those are all canon, but um, I'm just I'm so fucking weird. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so weird. Take it, take See, it home, Saf. <laughs> wait, no, I I gotta I'm mad because I keep giving Mika glistening bodies, and I feel like it's favoritism, but I gotta give Mika a glistening body for this because it's really funny. Excellent. Cause no? <laughs> I'm, I'm giving mine to Paul. It's such a mood. It's such a mood having your name misheard like that. Okay, Seth. <laughs> I'm taking it out. Taking us out. I'm going to give a glistening, Forever. confused Jocasta <laughs> to X-Wings and History. <laughs> that seems fair. Um, I'm giving a glistening Padawan braid to dinner leader for not answering this question. Wow, yeah, good point. All right, <laughs> listeners, if you want to answer our latest question, hit us up on Twitter at RoguePodron. You can email us at RoguePodron at gmail.com. Our website is RoguePodron.com. And every dollar we get on Patreon births a new star in our universe. So if you want to appear in a star, throw us a buck on Patreon at Patreon.com slash RoguePodron. Did we, oh, you can, that does actually did we have to birth, talk about birthing stars in the episode that has the most wounds? <laughs> Yes, we do. It's the most appropriate, Meg. Thank you for staying on yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
You can subscribe via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google, and any of your other favorite podcatchers. Rate and review us on iTunes. We love it. That also bursts five more stars if you give us five stars. You can be a parent of quintuplets. Quintup stars. I don't know. Uh, we have no reviews this week, and that makes me sad. Please, please give us some reviews. Also, by the way, we eat those stars, so sorry. <laughs> Next time. Are you implying that we eat their children? <laughs> yeah, like him. <laughs> Only those ones. If you give us a dollar sometimes. on Patreon, we don't yeah. eat those ones. Is that is that uh, the end of your thing? <laughs> this That's the end of my thing. Yeah. So next time, Power. take us home, please. On Rogue Padron. A definitely weird and probably fun surprise. Oh, God, I'm yeah. scared. So until then, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. I have a I have a really important question. Okay. Um should I have to replace stickers on the back of my Kindle? <laughs> should they be like nice supportive stickers or should they be memes? Or Where where do you primarily use your Kindle? On the train. Oh, then it should just be like shit posts. Okay, like cool. the yeah, shittiest shit posts. Right. I was thinking about that because, like, I got I I have one of these from he. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 Constable Zuvia was robbed, and they're just going to be like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> and then you can educate everybody on the train. I can't. Oh, I'll be like one of those religious people, but better because it's about Zuvia. <laughs> Ask me about how Constable Zuvia was robbed of his chance to be one of the greatest background right. characters in Z- cinema. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, you we memorized it. it. Well, we I see it every day on my Twitter feed for the last four years. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't by choice, trust me. Okay, fair, 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 fair. <laughs> how do we not have, like, Zuvio t-shirts? Like, ask me about Constable Zuvia t-shirts. Oh my god. That's a really good question. That's a hey, great. hey. Why don't we have those? Yeah, he. <laughs> don't you have free time that you can just mock that up real fast? So much free time. It's not like you have any major things going on in your life right now. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, that baby can fend for itself by now, right? It's been like two and a half months. Its head yeah. is much more solid. Yeah, like, what else does he need to do at this point? Who knows? Like, when else is it supposed to learn to hunt and gather? Uh... <laughs> actually that's an excellent question right i mean i'm not a developmental psychologist that's why i'm asking we should uh we should have uh heath come on and be rogue leader for one of our like teach teach the rest of the rogue pod about something star wars related and it'll be about his baby it's not star wars related it's it's tangentially star wars related it's an offspring when has that ever stopped us before though okay all right all right all right all right all right